WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. Good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Cameron Riddle from WRTV, Indy's Newsman, reporting live in the Radio One studios. And guess who also was back in the building? It's Indy's community queen, Ebony Chappelle. What's up? What's up, Cam? What's going on? Welcome back. Welcome back. You've had some uh, time off, and it's good to have you back here in the building. Absolutely. Happy to be back in the building this week. So excited. Um, I know we have a lot to talk about this morning about what's going on in the city. And I'm just happy to be here back with the people talking about it. This morning on the show, we are talking about getting you ready to go with the census. Uh, That deadline was going to be in the spring, but due to coronavirus, that deadline has now been pushed back. And so Callie Kennington and Tony Mason will be standing by on our live line to talk to us about that. And then the rest of the show, Ebony, yeah. we'll do open <laughs> lines and talk about going back to school. Oh, yeah, which, you know, I am really, really interested to hear from the people on this one because this has been an interesting week. We've got a lot of new developments coming out of the school systems about what that's going to look like. So I'm really interested to hear from the people, the parents, guardians, whoever, about their thoughts on this because it's it's complicated. Well, we'll talk about all of that, of course, coming up this morning at 830. But first, let's get you caught up on what's happening this morning in the news. Ebony, we have talked much on this show about the importance of the census and what that money does 
um, for the people of this yeah. city, what that means and where that goes. And now we're getting an extension on getting people uh, registered, signed up and counted. Absolutely. You know, this is something that we cannot underscore the importance of, especially when it comes to our communities. You know, when you look around some of the zip codes where we live, they are in dire need of some, you know, some TLC. They need sidewalks. Uh, We have issues with public transportation, so many different things. And the census is what helps the government know this is how many people are in this area. This is, you know, how many children are in this area and this is how much money this area needs for their neighborhood to be the best that it can possibly be. So, so happy to talk about that once more um, with Tony Mason and Callie Kennington of Count Me Indy, um, because we cannot, like I said, underscore the importance of the census enough, especially when it comes to our black and brown communities. Well, on the live line right now is Callie Kennington. She is the campaign manager for Count Me Indy, Indianapolis and Marion County's complete count campaign dedicated to promoting the census to all residents and ensuring that they know whoever they are and wherever they're from, they count in the 2020 census. Tony Mason is also the president of the Indianapolis Urban League and is also Count Me Indy's complete count community committee co-chair lots of c's there tony they both join us live on the live line this morning good morning to you good morning good morning good morning thanks for having us absolutely, absolutely. so when did the um the the census deadline get pushed back i think that happened in the snowball of all the coronavirus news we deal with every day yes, yeah it, did. it happened pretty early on um in the pandemic they decided that Given everything that was going on, um, they really needed to give um, people more time to respond. So it has been extended through October 31st of this year. Wow. So that gives people a lot of time. And, you know, Callie uh, and Tony, I noticed that we are able to do this. This is the very first time that the census has been available online. So people are not having to deal with paper forms and everything. So that makes it incredibly easy. Um, what can you tell the people about the actual process of completing the census form and what that's like for those who haven't done it yet? Yeah, it's fairly easy. As you mentioned, it's for the first time in the U.S.'s history, um, it is available online So the direct link is my2020census.gov. It'll take you straight there. Um, You should have received something in the mail with a unique code on it to put in on that website. But if you didn't, you do not need it. You can just simply enter your address in. Um, It's about 10 questions, very simple names of everyone who lives in the household, uh, ages and birth dates, relationships amongst the people in the household. And race and ethnicity um, are among the questions that are asked. Um, it takes less than 10 minutes, probably, uh, on an average size household to respond. And every single person living in that household, um, the date that you would reference would be April 1st of this past this year, um, is counted in your 2020 census form. And so you can respond online at that link I just mentioned, by phone, or by filling out a paper form that you received in the mail. All right. All right. Another follow up question to that, um, Tony, and maybe you could speak to this um, because we know that in our communities, not everybody has access to broadband Internet. That's another conversation for another day. Um, But it is a reality that we experience. Will there be any face to face interaction? I know we have coronavirus going on, as Cameron mentioned, um, but. Is there going to be any face-to-face to to count people and go door-to-door like they traditionally would? Absolutely. And in fact, that uh, began on on Thursday here in Indianapolis. And so um, census workers have started the process of going door-to-door to collect data. And uh, the important thing about that, of course, is that so people understand that they have been trained and uh, dealing with uh, coronavirus protocols, if you will. So they will be wearing masks. They will be practicing social distancing as a part of the process. And, you know, for the community, I think it, you know, really becomes important to note because I know sometimes we we don't open our doors. Mm -hmm. Uh, But census workers, you know, will have a valid ID badge with their photograph on it. Uh, it will include a U.S. Department of Commerce watermark and will have an expiration date on the badge as well. And so, uh, you know, again, one of the things, if you suspect fraud 
people. If you're not sure, you know, you, you're welcome to call the Census Bureau at 844-330-2020. And uh, just know, be sure to not, uh, if anyone comes to your door asking you for your Social Security number, your mother's maiden name, bank or credit card numbers or anything like that claiming to be from the Census, they're not from the census. A genuine census representative will not ask you for that information. Got it. Very important for people to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, another thing as far as um, people understanding the importance of all of this, we have so much money. I see that there's $675 billion that is allocated to go to different parts um, of, of our community to help things running. So education, housing, health care, transportation, emergency services um, help our listeners to understand how this money directly goes to impact their community. You know, a great example, when you think of education and something that impacts everyone, The school lunch program, which, as you know, in our community and in cities across the country, you know, in in some instances becomes the only meals that our children receive. So the school lunch program is an example with housing, uh, Section 8, and also low-income home energy assistance, uh, rent assistance programs. Those are examples with health care, SNAP, and WIC. You know, and as you talked about earlier, transportation in our communities, when you think about uh, federal transit, uh, metropolitan planning grants and things of that nature become important with them. You know, emergency services, things such as emergency food assistance programs. So when you think about hunger relief, and that becomes crucial not only for families that are struggling, but sometimes in neighborhoods that are food deserts. And as you know, we have lots of food deserts here in Indianapolis. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Yes. And so those are, those are a few examples. Yeah. Callie, what are some other examples for people to understand where this money is going and why it is so important that we gather this data now about who is living in our city? Yeah, I think Tony um, really mentioned some of the bigger ones that we tend to talk about. I know you had said there's a few different numbers that are often thrown out. So one is that over $675 billion a year um, is distributed based on census data to make it more meaningful for people. We've actually broken it down for like what every single person, um, what they would bring into our city over the course of 10 years. And so that number is up to $30,000 per person comes into our city over the next decade based on filling out your census to go towards those programs that Tony just mentioned. Um, A couple others, I know you had mentioned the transportation. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, you know, it's not only like the grants and things um, that provide the funding for that. It's also figuring out like where bus routes and public transit lines should go. Um, Where are our concentrations of population? It goes towards small business development grants and for adoption assistance programs. It goes towards Medicare um, and grants for community health, for uh, community mental health. Um, so there's all sorts of different federal programs that are impacted. And as you mentioned, Ebony, this is how they decide how to distribute funds across the United States. So we really want to make sure that everyone within Indianapolis and Marion County is counted so that we get our fair share of the piece of the pie, so to speak. 317-239-9696. is the number to get on the air this morning. We are talking with Callie Kennington and Tony Mason of Count Me Indy, getting you signed up, counted, and in the mix for the census, which has been pushed back due to coronavirus. Still working hard to get everybody counted. Tony, I know you are always busy doing a number of things. Of course, you are also uh, the president of the Indianapolis Urban League. And outside of your doors right now is some activity uh, with uh, the Black Lives Matter mural. Can you be our on-the-scene reporter real quick and just kind of tell us what it looks like over there? Yes. Well, what I, I can tell you is yesterday was a day and a blessing for our community to give a shout-out to 10 Black Lives uh, The mural that is in front of the Madam Walker, uh, actually it, it is placed between the Madam Walker Theater and the Indianapolis Urban League, and it's directly in front of the Walker Plaza building is just really a beautiful 
um, tribute, if you will, to Black Lives Matters and the artists that came out and, and did that work yesterday and the volunteers. Again, I would in- encourage you know, everyone to go downtown today on Indiana Avenue to take a look at it. Uh, you know, we're, we're hoping that the paint really, really had a chance to settle and, and to dry before the heavy rains came down. But the images that many of you saw yesterday from downtown and, and, and last night uh, on social media, it's, it's something that I think we can all be proud of. And so we want you to come down and to take a look at that. And again, you know, you not only have the letters, but you have images of, of people, you know, who have died at the hands of, of law enforcement in this community um, that are, are are memorialized, if you will, within the letters of Black Lives Matters. And so we want to encourage people to come down to take a look at that. Let's take a couple of calls now on the uh, live line at 239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. You are live on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Cameron and Ebony and Tony, thanks for taking my call, brother. Motep. Just one quick question. Mm-hmm. I read a piece, uh, I, think, I think it was Thursday or Friday, in the Washington Post that uh, the Trump administration which, uh, and the Census Bureau are going to try to stop in-person uh, census taking. Uh, I didn't know if that was true or not, but maybe Tony, who uh, the other guests, could clarify that, that they were going to try to stop in-person uh, taking of the census for various number of reasons, probably politically, but... Uh, uh, they can give a comment about that because I thought that was kind of crazy, especially along with what they're already doing with the post office. It just seems like it's just trying to wreck everything uh, that the government uh, is supposed to stand for. So uh, mm-hmm. thanks for taking my call, and I appreciate you, Tony. I'll get down there and look at that, that mural and uh, got to support our own and love our own. Thank you. Thanks, Emma. Hey, thank you for, for calling. Uh, we can tell you that the census workers started going to door-to-door here in Indianapolis on July 30th. And I can tell you that uh, last weekend, um, the Indianapolis Urban League hosted its annual back-to-school event. We did a drive-through school supply and food distribution, had COVID testing, voter registration, but we also had census workers who came out on site during that event, and they were actually registering people as well. I'd have to ask Callie to weigh in if she knows more than than that, Mm -hmm. but we know that they're out here in Indianapolis working. And really quickly, Callie, uh, as you answer that, um, because Imhotep mentioned um, the president, and I know that there are people that have been a little leery about sharing their census information, especially people that are undocumented, scared about who might get access to that data. I want to have you speak to that as well about um, as well as answering the question about the door to door um, census taking. For sure. Um, So first, I'll answer the question about the door to door. Um, So, yes, as Tony mentioned, um, U.S. Census Bureau workers started in field and in the field in Marion County on um, this past Thursday, July 30th. And they also have something called a mobile questionnaire assistance uh, program. So they are actually like out at different locations within the city, particularly in low response areas and collecting responses. We've actually had a couple of events um, with our partners, La Plaza, where U.S. Census Bureaus have been out and they've had uh, taco trucks and they give away... um, free tacos to anyone who completes their census right then and there, which is a kind of cool, fun event to get people excited about this. Um, And then to address your point about the real fear that is felt in the community around the sensitivity of this data, um, U.S., the census, Individual census responses are protected by law for um, 72 years, which is kind of consi- it's a kind of weird number, but mm-hmm. it's what's considered a lifetime. And so, what I mean by it's protected is individual census responses cannot be shared with anyone, including any level of government. So those that information cannot be shared with law enforcement, ICE, tax agencies, even the President of the United States does not have access to individual census records for 72 years. So once that information is collected, um, it is anonymized within the system to create statistics about our country. Um, And U.S. Census Bureau employees take an oath to not share any information that they come in contact with on a personal level. And if they were to break that oath, they would suffer, you know, five, 
up to five years federal prison time, up to $250,000 fine. Um, so it's taken quite seriously um, census records are protect, have one of the highest protections within our government. All right. Do the census. Do the census. Do the census. Uh, more calls at 239-9696. Let's see who this is on line two. Caller, good morning. You're live on the air. It's uh, Larry Bond, please. What's up, Larry? You, know, you got a minute. Hit it. I agree with the census, but you know what's going to happen is is they're taking a census now, and they're going to base the money that's appropriated on that number. And after this coronavirus, the neighborhoods will not resemble what they do now. And what's going to happen is is the people that move in there after regentrification is going to benefit from everything that's supposed to come to the original uh, residents. So. It uh, looks like everything we get works against the poor, and they use the poor to get money and then uh, transfer it to their friends. So uh, it's just very deceitful what's going on right now. I can't peg it, but it's very deceitful. And the coronavirus, nothing but a lie, especially when you have uh, your station up there rejoicing about handing out garbage every Tuesday. You don't eat the garbage, but you want people to eat garbage and rejoice because they're getting a box full of garbage. It's disgraceful. All right, I was going to move on. Thank you for that, uh, Larry. But, Tony, uh, if, if you would like to respond, you can. Yeah, Yeah. well, I, w- I will say this. You know, one of the reasons why we're on consistently is we're on to try to encourage people uh, to respond to the census. We have people that do still live in our neighborhood. Yes, gentrification is real. But for those who are still living in our neighborhoods and who are struggling, we need for people to respond uh, as of July 30th, the Marion County response rate was 61.7%. And uh, the reality of it is, is 10 years ago, we had a 65% response rate. Uh, statewide, we're at 66.9%. So we're, uh, as a state, we're ahead of the national average, which is 62.7%. But as we shared earlier uh, during this conversation, uh, we shared why the census is important and the resources will be needed in this community, you know, regardless of where you live, you know, and so it's going to be important that people uh, complete the process. And when we talk about, you know, our neighborhoods, if you will, you know, we've got areas, four main areas that we're really, really concerned about at this time with respect to a low response rate. Um, and, and before I talk about that, you know, the food distributions that not only happen at the Urban League on Tuesday, but happen all over our community throughout the week uh, are important. Uh, we serve, you know, no less than 500 families each week, and that's, in, that's a provision of nearly 3,000 meals. And what I can tell you is that the diversity that, but the people that come through for the resources is extremely real. It's extremely diverse. We've got people driving everything from hoopties to high-end luxury automobiles. And so the pandemic is not only real from a health perspective, it's real from an economic perspective. And so we're going to continue to do that work. And so we know that uh, we get to see what families need each and every week, and we try to meet those needs, whether it's non-perishable foods, whether it's vegetables and produce, uh, whether it's dairy products, whether it's meat, we're doing our best to try to make sure that we meet a need, and we're glad to partner with Radio 1 Indianapolis on that effort. Uh, but we do have four neighborhoods that we're extremely concerned about. Uh, census Track 3521, that's the, deer, the, the street boundaries for that neighborhood are Dearborn, Sherman, 30th, and I-70. Uh, in 2010, we had a 41% response rate. Uh, As of today, for this census, we only have a 33.7% response rate, and you need to know that that area is 81% non-Hispanic black. The Fall Creek White River 30th Street area. 2010, we had a 42.5% response rate. As of today, we have only a 35.4% response rate. That area is 86% black. Tony, you're getting several more calls. Uh, I want to squeeze one more in before we have to move on for the commercial break, but let me jump in on line one. Caller, good morning. You're live on the air. Hey, how y'all doing this morning? Good. How are you? Hey, I'm great. This is Paul calling in. Good to hear from you. I know we ain't got much time. 
Yeah, I want to say greetings to everybody. I know we ain't got much time, so I'm going to get right to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. It's important as the census are. Yeah, obviously, we're talking about numbers today, so I'm going to address something real quick. First of all, when we send our children back to school, nobody has the right to decide or determine which child dies. Not one child should be dying going back to school. Secondly, if we're going to talk about money and and uh, uh, economic downfalls in our community, if you put a grocery store in my community and I don't have no job and no money, then you're going to make me a thief. Okay, so this picture is not being addressed properly, in my opinion, and the numbers, nobody should be hungry. Nobody should be worrying about if they're going to lose their property or anything. Nobody should be worrying about these things. So if these things are not addressed, then you guys are going to continue to crunch these numbers, just like the black Republicans that was on the air a couple of weeks ago. And how would you how would you address? Uh, the black Republicans supporting a person like Donald Trump and then come to our community and ask us to vote or to join them. So that's my comment, and you guys have a great day. All right. Thank Thanks, you, Paul. Paul. Uh, You're Cal- welcome. You're welcome. Have a good one. Uh, Callie and Tony, one minute left. How can uh, folks wh- either go do the census online or what should they be expecting over the next couple of weeks as some people may get knocks on the doors? One minute. So, yeah, okay. Um, So, yeah, um, it's you can still respond online, and that address is my2020census.gov. And if you want to respond by phone, the English phone number is 844-330-2020. Folks should have received a census form in the mail, but if you've lost that since then or... um, just have misplaced it for whatever reason. Again, you can go online um, or call that number and fill out your census. Census workers are out in the field right now. They started on Thursday, as we mentioned. Um, so at this point, if you haven't self-responded to the census yet, you can probably expect a census worker to arrive at your door. And if you want to confirm to make sure they are indeed a U.S. Census Bureau worker, you can call that same number, the 844-330-2020. Callie Kennington and Tony Mason from Count Me Indy. Thank you so much for joining us on the live line this morning. Thank Thank you you for having having us. All right. Good luck. And thank you for all that you do, especially as we uh, get ready to go back to school. People are going to continue to need to need to get those meals. And the Indianapolis Urban League is a place where you can get them. Still to come here this morning on the Open Line Show. uh, As we said, back to school is coming. It's around the corner for some school districts. Other school districts will be starting virtually. So no matter which way your school district is doing it. What do you think about that? Is that the right thing to do, to do virtual? Or is it the right thing to go back to school physically? Now is your time to sound off on this. No matter where you live, IPS, Pike Township, Washington Township, Perry Township, call me right now, 317-239-9696. We'll talk about that and whatever else is on your mind as we do open lines for the rest of the show. I'm Cameron Riddle, Indy's newsman in the Radio 1 studios with Ebony Chappelle. More of the open line show coming up after this. to hear from you your thoughts your views your voice we are your eye on the community it's open lines on hot 96.3 this is your community queen ebony Chappelle here checking in with the open lines community spotlight this week we are spotlighting the strong men strong minds empowerment rally happening on august 8th listen in as event organizer larry smith tells us a little bit more about what they have going on Thank you, Ebony and Cameron, for allowing me to talk about the Strong Men, Strong Minds Empowerment Rally that's going to take place on August the 8th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Indiana State House. Why should black men and boys of all ages attend this event? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is brotherhood, solidarity, unity. We're going to be sharing words of wisdom from outstanding brothers who come from all walks of life, because when you know better, you can do better. 
We're there to encourage each other as we deal with post-traumatic slave syndrome. We're going to educate each other about our money because economic empowerment is critical to our survival. We're going to break some generational curses. We're going to strengthen each other by showing young brothers that a gun doesn't make you a man. And for our brothers who need it, they can get credit for community service. It's about showing multi-generational love from brothers ages 9 to 99. The event is free, so whether your pockets are full or you're down to your last $2, come and be a part. Thank you, and God bless. Thanks, Larry. Now let's get back to these open lines. And welcome back to the Open Line Show, Indianapolis. I'm Cameron Riddle in the Radio One Studios. What's up, Ebony? What's up? This is your community queen, Ebony Chappelle, here also in the Radio One Studios. Um, it's interesting because we are doing our own version of social distancing at this point in time, but we're making it work, Cam. I think we're doing pretty good. Got to keep everybody safe, <laughs> yeah. especially as these numbers continue to climb. Yes. Uh, with that said, though, schools are still going back. We had some schools start to go back uh, this past week. Avon, uh, Greenfield, uh, Brownsburg, all launching school last week. This week, I know Perry Township will start on Wednesday. A couple of other school districts in Marion County will begin this week, but we know that some school districts will not be starting on time. Well, they will be starting. Let me rephrase that. None of the schools are actually starting on time in Marion County. Uh, But as far as starting physically, uh, Washington Township schools and Indianapolis public schools have decided they will start the year off 100 percent virtual. The same way we ended the last school year is the way they will start this school year. IPS says at least that could be until October and mm-hmm. Washington Township is basically saying just for the start of the year. With that said, uh, that's got a lot of people fired up on both sides of the aisle. 317-239-9696 317-239-9696 or you can tweet us at Open Line Show to get your thought on this on the air. Ebony, what do you yeah. think about this? You know, I think that uh, um, it's it's a very complicated issue. These are I know people are tired of this cliche, but it's true. We are in unprecedented times. There is a lot going on and I feel like everyone is trying to figure out how to do this the best. Well, I shouldn't say everyone because we know that there's, you know, a couple of particular people in power, um, namely, you know, in Washington, D.C., that could be doing a lot better when it comes to protecting our communities, protecting our kids and making sure that families are entering into the school year as safe as humanly possible. But right now in Marion County, we have all of these school districts trying to figure this out. Parents that desperately need to get back to work, but also want to keep their kids safe. It's just very complicated. Um, I'm not a parent, but I'm an auntie. And before we got to talking about school going back um, seriously, I sat and I talked with my sisters and my mom and I said, hey, what are you guys doing? Because I have the privilege and I definitely see it as a privilege to be able to work from home. So I was like, if I have to be auntie daycare, you know, pretend to be a teacher to help y'all out because you don't want to send the girls back to the building, then so be it. You know, I'm available to help do that Um, because I couldn't imagine what it's like for a parent right now to try to figure out and make that decision about where, what to do with their kids when they have to go back to work and don't have another choice. So really want to hear from people and try to see, you know, what kind of conversations we can have um, so that they can get their voice out and share what's on their mind. But yeah. 239-9696-239-9696. That's the number to get on the air or Ebony. Or you can tweet us at Open Line Show. Um, you can send us your message, your question, because these phone lines do get jammed. Um, and Kim, something I just thought about. You're a bus driver. I saw you out riding the buses the other day. What are your thoughts on all of this? Um, I'm ready to go back to school. You uh, are? Yeah, I've been ready to go back to school. Okay. Um, but we will be wearing our masks. We'll we'll see what happens. I um, will take precautions, as we have been with everything that we've been doing over the past couple of months, wearing your mask, social distance, wash your hands. Um, but this thing doesn't appear to be going away. So we got mm-hmm. to learn to live with it. 
um, the best that we can. Of course, there's risks with going back to school, but there's risks with coming into this radio station. How many people yeah. have sat at this at this board that I'm behind right now? Uh, when I go out and report for Channel 6, I'm meeting with different people. So I'm ready to go back. Uh, I'm excited to go back on this Wednesday. It'll be an unprecedented time, but um, let's do it. The phone lines have now lit up 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Good morning. Good morning. What's your name? This is Guy Colin. Guy, what's up, man? You got it all, and you guys are sounding good this morning. Thanks, brother Guy. I just wanted to say real quick that uh, I I wasn't able to get in on the previous topic about the census, mm-hmm. but uh, I I was a census enumerator back in the day, and uh, it is a very uh, important uh, important. Uh, job and and the results are very important and as larry mentioned earlier you know there are the uh the statistics that result from the census uh sometimes result in 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 policies that might not necessarily be beneficial to some people but beneficial to other people and it's like anything else uh when we were working on uh the first city county council under unigov we had to rely upon uh census tracts you know census data to find out where various segments of the population lived in order to try to make sure that the community was was properly represented so we had to use those census statistics for that so this is a was a beneficial thing but on the other hand you know some folks uh might use it as Larry mentioned, you know, for such things as moving some people out and moving some people in. So it's like any anything else, like fire or any uh, 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 dynamic that is is that you come across. It has to be watched very carefully and scrutinized very carefully, and make sure that what happens is what you want to happen. Do you do you follow me? Indeed. I think one one of the things kind of that you're speaking to is making sure that we're holding people accountable. Um, You know, in our communities, a lot of things like you were mentioning happen happen to us and we're not necessarily considered. But what we have to do is make sure that we consider ourselves. Um, One of the things that sticks out to me is voting. I mean, that's kind of like the baseline thing that we can do is make sure that we're putting people into office that are going to um you know, enact policies and make sure that resources are properly allocated so that we're not being left out. And we have an election this year as well in November. So it's kind of like these two things go hand in hand. But I want to say thank you, Brother Guy, for your call and all of your support of the show. Well, thank you guys for putting it on. It's very yeah, important. Absolutely. Have a good one. You all right. Also. Thank you, Guy. More calls. 317-239-9696. Let's see who this is on line one. Good morning. You're live on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Who's this? My name is Terry King. What's up, Terry? Um, I need you to. I need to ask you a question before I comment because I got on late. Did Larry say something? Did he refer to the box of food as a box of junk? He did. Yes, Larry mm-hmm. did. And um, I'm texting <laughs> Tina Cosby uh, about that right now. Um, yes. Well, okay. So let me. So let me finish. And, and Larry, my name is Terry. The Lord, Dr. I, reached out to me as well. Uh, he came on here last week and he made a comment about her and back to work. Let's get back to work because he saw woman in the car sleeping with her children. Let's get back to school so we can get on. It was a, it's like his whole world has been inconvenienced by the uh, corona. You know, you had women sleeping in cars with their children before the corona. Homelessness didn't just start because of corona. And then he spoke of... Uh, like today, to call that box of food junk, I have personally sent people to the Urban League. And by the way, thank you, Urban League, for the box of junk he's referring to. Thank you, Gleaners, and all other pantries, the food pantries that have doubled up in the city of Indianapolis to feed the people, the babies. And like someone mentioned, you got people who drive up in high luxury. You have people who from a Volkswagen to a Mercedes, which I do myself. 
those he makes me feel like and again Larry please call me I would love to sit down and talk to you one on one because I'm trying to figure out where you're coming from we're dealing with a beast we are not familiar with to send the babies back to school children's kids will be kids they snatch off their masks they sling snot when they run the nose blow this is like one of the organizations it falls on like the churches who have not gone back in because they're big groups highly populated. This can spread. Just because you tired, I'm sorry your vacation was interrupted. You can't go to the Bahamas or Aruba or Belize this year, wherever you plan to go. I'm sorry you've been slightly inconvenienced. But for those of us who want to live, we need to do all precautions at all costs. If I can protect my peace because of my damaged immune system, I'm considered one of those underlines, by the way. I'm a three-time cancer survivor. And if cancer don't take me out here, I don't want corona to. But excuse me, Mr. Larry, if you've been inconvenienced because they're not rushing back to work because you saw a woman sleeping in a car because you feel like it's going to add to the home. And where were you while homelessness has been around for a long time? Where were you when that box of junk you referring to is feeding babies, mothers that can't feed their children? I applaud the school district for feeding the kids while they're out of school, stepping up and sending, preparing lots of but, uh box lunches for them to swing by and pick up. Sorry, Mr. Larry, and those who agree with Mr. Larry, I'm sorry I get slightly inconvenienced because we're dealing with a beast we don't know what to do with. But long story short, don't send the babies back to school. Just like I respected the doctor last week, I highly respected everything in her expertise, her years of expertise. But what she was doing was saying was the statistics and the But at the same time, I'm not talking negative about her results and her height and what she's done good, it's not going to change the fact we have something we don't know what to do with. We have something that's not stopping that beef. Don't care about whether or not you're ready to go back to work or you're being inconvenienced or you can't go on vacation, Larry. What we've got to do is continue to protect ourselves. Yes, we wear the mask, unless you mentioned yourself. You're going to go and you're going to wear the mask. You're going to social distancing. But going doing what you do is not the same as babies being in classrooms side by side, not when it's not when they get tired of the mask. And then what if you got on a Batman mask and his ain't got nothing on it? Then he's going to wear his mask. Kids are going to be kids. Hey, Terry. Mm. Round of applause. Indeed. Mic drop. <laughs> uh, thank you for your call. Uh, and I, I appreciate it. Uh, I always debate going back and forth with Larry. Sometimes yeah. you just let him say what he has to say and, and move on. But sometimes it has to be responded to. Ebony, as mm-hmm. we're doing this show, I'm usually texting Tina during her show. And yeah. She's texting us during ours. Mm-hmm. And guess who's on the live line? Oh, Tina Cosby. What a surprise and a you know special <laughs> treat. Good morning, Tina. Good morning, fine people. I am loving your show today, as always. I'm glad I'm I'm getting to listen to it live because a lot of times on Sundays I'm busy and running around. I have to catch it, you know, online. But I'm Mm -hmm. able to listen live today. You guys are doing great. Thank you. you. Well, uh, well, Tina, what sparked you to call was exactly what Larry said. Yeah, the garbage. And, and, you know, without getting too much into the Larry thing, um, I I think I want to, you know, we have to stand up for our station. We have to stand up for the Indianapolis stations of Radio 1 because we have been with the Urban League with this food distribution and fresh meal giveaway since the very first attempt and the very first outreach on April 28th, Tuesday, April 28th. Since that Tuesday, we're, you know, this, this coming Tuesday will be the 14th week. And I think Tony said 3,000 meals, but they've been giving away meals for up to 500 families for 14 weeks, well, 13 weeks coming up, which is upwards more like six or 7,000. I mean, I'm not really good wow. at math. And, and I don't want to dispute Tony's math at all. Uh, but, um, you know, I we definitely have done 3,000 and then some. I, I'm thinking it's a lot more. And having been there in the mix, seeing and literally handing these boxes uh, to uh, the people who are going through these COVID-19 safe drive throughs I can assure you that, number one, there's nothing, there's no garbage, and there's nothing but good vibrations and good feelings because people are so very appreciative. Mm-hmm. And if there was not a demonstrated need for this, we wouldn't be able to continue week after week after week. I mean, this was supposed to be a one-off, mind you, on April 28th, mm-hmm. and the need was so great. The need was so great. Uh, this this. This Tuesday, um, August the 4th, 
we're going into our 14th week. Mm-hmm. And I and, and again, who? Well, why would we do that? Uh, you know, okay, let him let him describe it however he wants to describe or what have you. But the but the bottom line is, we are addressing a demonstrated need in conjunction with the Urban League, Wish TV, Gleaner's Food Bank, Second Helping, and a host of other community partners who all are trying to demonstrate or trying to address a demonstrated need. So again, I don't want to take up too much time because we got callers and I want them to come back. But we got to stand up for the for ourselves. Our, we're, not demonst- we're, we're not distributing garbage to our community. We are out there trying to do good for our community. And I want to stand up for the good that we're doing. Um, and I applaud uh, the lady before me who uh, probably said it far better than I could ever say it. So, anyway. Well, but I'm glad that you called. That's why Indeed. I was texting you and said, you want to call because um, <laughs> it was – um, it it just it needed the proper response, and I know that you 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 did exactly what what needed to be done and said what needed to be said because the the most striking thing about this coronavirus thing is it's August second, and we're still having the same conversation we were having on yes. April second. Yeah, and and on yeah. top of that, as Tony has pointed out, as you have said on your show, the people who are in line for these food banks come up in hoopties, but they'll come in a Benz. They'll come in a Mercedes. I just talked about at the top of the show how 300 people are about to lose their job. People who are making Mm -hmm. big money right now, pilots, um, Mm -hmm. flight attendants, 96 flight attendants, 132 pilots, 42 corporate office staff. They could be in that line. With that, we'll drop the mic right there. We've got more callers. Tina, thank you so much. Thank you, Tina. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you. All right, Ebony, let's keep it rolling on the phone. Let's do that. Uh, Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Hello. Hey, you're live on the air. Oh, this is TK. Hey, TK, hey, TK. what's up? So uh, my comment is about the schools. Um, my daughter just started school in Avon um, last week. Mm-hmm. And the dilemma between going virtual and going live to school, um, it, it kind of bothered her father and I because, number one, it took one child they they've all been saying, oh, the younger kids really aren't aren't um, as as disposed to getting corona. But it took one child in an elementary school at Hickory to shut down the entire school system in uh, in March on March the ninth. That one child that tested positive for corona closed down the entire school system. My question is, what's changed? Not one thing. The numbers keep going up. You have a little bit more knowledge about how to protect yourself, but nothing has changed. Those kids going back into that classroom is just as detrimental to their lives in catching corona as it was on March the 9th. So my question was, why are we in such a hurry to open up these schools, send these kids back in so they can take this virus back to their homes, back into um back to their parents, to their siblings, and everyone else. I work in the community. I work in mental health. And trying to um, keep these kids um, in, in, in a mental healthy position because of the social piece is very difficult, and I understand that. It's also very difficult to get online. Not, not everyone has access to the Internet. Not everyone has access to, to having, um, just because of Avon, has access to having lunches and things like that for the children or or child care or any of those other things but this rush to get back in here just so that we can please an administration that's trying to please um our our president is absolutely ridiculous these are our children he's not sacrificing his child this child is going to be perfectly okay but our children are out here being sacrificed at the uh, at the the whim of of a of a administration that has nothing to concern themselves with, but these are our children. And before you send your kids out there, I'm just saying, have that talk with them, have that understanding with your kids. Make sure they're washing their hands. Send them with sanitizer and extra disposable masks and everything else if you plan on sending your child back. But my frustration comes in in seeing these kids even have to have the choice to, to go back to school at this point. And, and TK, let me ask you, what did you decide? Did you, your, your child go back to school or doing virtual? Well, we at first decided virtual, but because she's a senior, 
She's not allowed to take the same kinds of classes, so she wouldn't be able to graduate. So it's oh, kind wow. of a, it's a catch-22. So she's very upset, you know, not just because of everything that has happened, you know, with coronavirus and not being able to see her friends and having, you know, to, to be at home all the time, but they're giving her the, the option that if she does go back to school, um, she'll be able to take all of the classes that she needs to graduate. She's an honor student. She wants her honors degree, but those classes are on, uh, aren't offered virtual. So I feel like um, we had a conversation and asked them, well, what do you do? You know, wh- what happens if the school shuts down? Because you get a bunch of cases. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do something for these seniors. And they said at that time, well, we'll, we'll offer those classes virtually. Okay, well, why can't wow, you offer just do it now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, TK, thank you so much for your call. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it uh, for our calls this uh, morning. Ebony, Mm -hmm. people fired Mm -hmm. up as uh, kids get ready to go back to school this week and next week, whether it is in person or virtually. Yeah, understandably so. You know, I... I, I can't express enough how frustrated I am, like hearing, you know, these parents call in and people talk about what's happening we we shouldn't be in this position, Cameron. Like nobody should have to figure out, okay, do I risk my child's life or or do I go back to work? You have teachers that are having to put together living wills, being advised to put together living wills because who knows what's going to happen to them. We shouldn't be having this conversation, but it's it's a conversation that we're having anyway. So it's a conversation yeah. we have to have because this yeah. is what we're living. Uh, this is what we're dealing with. This is a pandemic. This is unprecedented times. And so yeah. the attitude I've taken uh, from it from the beginning is let's just learn how to live through it. It's going to be difficult. Everybody's not going to be happy, but we got to do what we got to do. Indeed. Speaking of what we got to do, we got to get off the air. We've got commercials that we got to pay the bills here for at Radio One. That's going to do it for this edition of the Open Line Show. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle from WRTV. If you missed any portion of the show, it'll be online in moments, and mm-hmm. you can listen to the show anywhere you get your podcast. Absolutely. So be sure to connect with us on social at Open Line Show, or you can follow me at Ebony the Writer or Cameron Riddle at Cameron Riddle. Y'all have a great Sunday and a positive week. Peace. We'll see you back here. Here live next Sunday at 8.